It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Friday, April 16, 2021. I'm Erin Fulton with Raven News. The budget for the community schools program in Sitka will likely be zeroed out next year while the school district and city decide who's financially responsible for the after-school activities program. KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports. The problem this year is that any money spent on community schools would be money that would be taken out of the classroom, as it's usually phrased. This is Interim Superintendent John Holst. In good conscience, I can't recommend that we just move forward the way we have. I mean, it's really hard to justify taking money out of, uh, out of the regular operating budget and put it into functions that are as much community as they are school. In some cases, even more. Uh, the, the pool is a community function, so is community schools. Now, there are kids involved in those, too, but those are, are really functions that I think that you need to, need to be saying to the assembly, next year, we need to have those things paid for so they don't come out of the budget. It's, it's one of the reasons that the deficit's so big here. The school board and the assembly have been batting around three funding items throughout the budget process this year, community schools, the Blatchley Pool, and the Student Activities Travel Fund. In the past, the assembly has paid for these on top of the millions of dollars it contributes to the operating budget for instructional expenses. This year, however, the assembly is not paying extra and is asking the school district to absorb the costs into their operating budget. But Holst had an alternative proposal. He suggested zeroing out the budget for community schools and reallocating it to the Blatchley Pool Fund. The money wouldn't come out of the district's operating budget, and it would buy some time. We're going to leave that phrase there, community schools, and it's going to be we're going to muddle along without putting any money into it this year and just get through this next year with the idea that the following year we should have some sort of, there needs to be a plan put together uh, that makes some sense to everyone, the assembly and to the district. Holst suggested forming a task force comprised of people who have successfully worked with community schools in the past, such as Barb Morse and Woody Widmark. The Student Activities Travel Fund would remain intact next year at just over $132,000. While that's a substantial amount of money, it is a fraction of what it costs to pay for student travel in a non-pandemic year the bulk of which has to be fundraised by individual teams. Sitka Education Association President Mike Vieira, who had previously served six years as activities director at Sitka High, supported the district's plan to preserve the travel budget, and he volunteered to serve on the community school's task force if it is formed. The school board itself did not dwell too much on the possibility of closing community schools for a year, there is likely over $1 million in CARES Act relief coming to the district that could play a role in any final decision, and many after-school activities happen in the district, especially at Blatchley, regardless of whether or not community schools officially exists. Holst said activities like youth basketball would not be going away under any circumstances. He said, We just have to try to figure out how we can meet as many of those functions as we possibly can, without putting any money into it, that it be done by the staff and buildings. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey. The Sitka School Board's final budget hearing and approval will take place at 6 p.m. Wednesday, April 21st at Harrigan Centennial Hall and on Zoom. 
The Dunleavy administration is no longer seeking private vendors to replace six state-run DMV offices. The department that includes the Division of Motor Vehicles sent a letter Wednesday confirming it would keep state-run DMVs open in Haines, Homer, Valdez, Delta Junction, Eagle River and Toke for at least another year. Lawmakers objected that the privatization plan would increase the cost for routine DMV services in those communities. That's because private vendors charge their own fee in addition to what the state charges. The Department of Administration's letter was addressed to Anchorage Democratic Representative Zach Fields. He had introduced a bill to block the plan. He says he reached out to the governor's office, urging them to abandon the idea. Former Commissioner Kelly Chewbacca had proposed closing DMVs. Of course, she's no longer commissioner, and given leadership change, I thought it was a good time for the administration to formally announce the cancellation of the DMV closure proposal. Kelly Chewbacca left the Dunleavy administration last month to run for office. She's challenging U.S. Senator Lisa Murkowski in next year's election. In many rural Alaska communities, the high cost of construction can lead to housing shortages, unsafe living conditions, and overcrowding. A new mini-home project is working to tackle that problem in Yakutat by building the houses in Sitka where costs are lower and shipping them. As KCAW's Aaron McKinstry reports, the construction company behind the project hopes its idea spreads. In a large gravel lot, a handful of workers ferry buckets of drywall mud between four tightly spaced homes. They're building these 450 square foot structures assembly line style. Like right now we're in sheetrocking mode and so we got all the sheetrocking tools and we jump from this one, get this one sheetrocked and go on to the next one. Derek James is co-owner of Sitka Construction Solutions, the company behind the project. When you are able to just kind of get in the groove of doing one thing, you're a little faster, a little cleaner, saving time and money on kind of every phase of it. James calls these mini-homes. They're bigger than a tiny house and smaller than a conventional one, but built to the same standards. There's a bedroom, small bathroom, and basic kitchen. They also call them modular homes because they're built in one location and later finished somewhere else on a permanent foundation. All four are destined for Yakutat a place that James says is desperately in need of housing. Every house in Yakutat is full, whether it's habitable or not. I mean, unless the walls and roof are falling down, there's probably somebody in it. James and his business partner, Chris Karsunke, understand the problem intimately. They grew up together in Yakutat and later moved to Sitka, where they started their company. Karsunke says new construction in Yakutat is rare, partly because it's so expensive. The price per square foot to build in a rural community is is pretty outrageous. Um, you can figure about a third more than, than Sitka itself. That's because it's not just building materials that have to be shipped in. It's labor. Many rural communities lack licensed professionals, like electricians and plumbers, and paying them to get there comes at a cost. So Karsunke and James thought, why not build in Sitka, where their equipment and their labor pool is, and then ship them to Yakutat? on a barge or ferry. We might as well get 95% of the work done here and pay the local rate and they can go home to their families every night and, uh, and, and save money for the customer. They started small by building one for Karsunki's mom who wanted to downsize from a larger house. She says she'd looked into modular homes built in factories down south, but the price of shipping doubled the cost and the construction wasn't built to withstand Yakutat's climate. 
and the Sitka-built mini home turned heads from the day it arrived. We didn't even get it parked on the lot and start to set it up on a foundation, and people were stopping by and asking questions. The concept attracted the attention of the Yaktak Clinket tribe, which ordered four mini homes to serve as temporary shelter for crime victims. And these latest four are a joint project between the tribe and the Clinket and Haida Regional Housing Authority to provide homes for elders near the Yaktat Senior Center. It's one of 10 projects in Southeast Alaska awarded funding from the CARES Act to address housing needs during the pandemic. Housing Authority Executive Director Jackie Peta says other tribes are building duplexes or expanding existing homes. All of the projects are aimed at addressing overcrowding, which became a serious concern during the pandemic. The virus can spread more quickly in tight living quarters. We know in Southeast Alaska and most of our communities, many families are overcrowded, multi-generational families living in one home. Um, And so any housing that we can produce in Southeast Alaska is going to relieve overcrowding. The Yaktat Clinket Tribe's Executive Director, Cynthia Peterson, sees these first four homes as a start to a larger project. She says they'll allow elders on a fixed income to live independently. This could also allow some of our elders who reside outside of the Yaktat to be able to come home and um, have a place to live as well. James and Karsanki don't believe that the mini home concept is limited to Yakutat. They've had interest from people in Sitka and surrounding communities who see it as a way to add high-quality, affordable housing, including appliances and shipping. Each one costs around $125,000. They're able to keep prices low by buying and shipping supplies in bulk from Seattle. We can put an order in for the lumber package for multiple at one time and get shipping containers up here with you know, windows, doors, insulation, all of it into one big shipping container. Still, they face hurdles to building them on a larger scale. Land availability, zoning and building regulations, and financing all pose challenges. Transporting the homes adds risk, meaning many banks don't want to issue a construction loan until they're placed on a foundation. For now, Sitka Construction Solutions has to stick with people and organizations that can pay up front, like the tribe. But they're hopeful that the idea could take off if the right people get involved. I just think that it's going to take the right entity to set aside a chunk of property and say, hey, we want to build these and do do multiple at a time and save the money that way and get some people moved into these. Until then, they'll move slowly, helping address housing shortages in rural Alaska, one mini home at a time. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Erin McKinstry. Throughout April and May, KCAW will be bringing you stories about affordable housing solutions every Friday as part of our Building Solutions series. To find photos and more in-depth reporting, visit kcaw.org slash building solutions. I'm Erin Fulton, and this has been Raven News.